Stokes here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with that. Big chase there. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Tim Williams. Today, I am joined by two supercoach experts of the game. One of them humbly denies it, despite plenty of success in the past. Uh, the other's pretty happy to let people know of past success at any opportunity. Let's just call that bloke Des. Desi, how are you, mate? The 2019 Supercoach champion. You have every reason to be happy. Yeah, yeah, going well, going well. What a roller coaster of a week. Um, yeah, I had the VC on Talakai on the Thursday night game against Manly. Oh. Um, yeah, I assumed he'd run straight over the late great Morgan Harper, um, <laughs> and it was all going to plan at halftime when he was on 150. Um, but yeah, he only managed 15 in the second half with that master stroke from Desi Hasler bringing in cooler. Um, but yeah, I ended up looping the 165 as you should always do, always get points in the bank. But yeah, it backfired and cost me about 50 points after clearing Pappenhausen antics. But yeah, I only lost about 80 ranks down to around 1100th so yeah not a bad place to sit with a few trades saved so far yeah very good spot to be mate that was an absolute masterclass from talakai uh, and then it was just a double whammy with cooler as well i know a lot of us had him i had him from the week prior and then the fact that he went through harper and gave cooler his spot back it was just bliss to watch uh also joining us is last year's sixth place overall getter clementine Cassidy. clem how are you I'm good, thanks. Coming off another long weekend, so can't complain. Um, my week was a bit average, I think. So I got about 1350 and dropped 2,000 spots to about 7,200. <coughs> so I didn't have Talakai and I didn't have IPAP after telling everybody to get them in. Them in. So, <laughs> so that's like on me. Um, I watched that first game and nearly died in that first half. And I can't thank Cooler enough for like saving like me a little bit at least. Um, but I did have some good things. Like obviously I bought in Clary. That was my priority. So he, I captained him and he went really well for me. So that was awesome. Um, and yeah, got little Pappy's 150 odds. So that was really nice too to end the weekend. So yeah, an average week, but okay. Yeah, that's all right. Not in a bad spot uh, heading into, we're getting sort of towards the buy period, almost there, one of the most important times of the season. Uh, the Kuma Stallions, a tick under 1,500 last week, so into 2,069th overall. So very happy with where we're sitting. Saved, I think, three trades so far. Pulled out the first trade boost last weekend, so have used one of them for the season thus far. Uh, we're a touch late this week. The old Anzac Day Monday footy throws a bit of a spanner in the works. Uh, also jumped on the Bloke in a Bar podcast with Dan and Kemp and the Rugby League Guru yesterday, which was very exciting. Uh, which pushed things back a little bit as well. We will be back to a normal Tuesday night recording uh, from next week as we get resume a bit of a normality going forward. In this week's show, we go through the major team news of the week. We're going to attack a topic this week that is the looming cheapies because there are so many guys, your coolers, Suales, Vaelis, Tass, to name a few, that are going to be mad cheapies going forward. Uh, but we're also at that awkward time of the season where not awkward, I should say, that sort of pivotal time of the season where we go, all right, do we have enough cash? Do we start targeting points? Can't wait for Desi's thoughts on this one. So we'll tackle that one. Uh, we'll go into our trade and skipper plans, the hot topics, listener questions, all the good stuff this week. 
Let's start with the major team news. And Desi, I'll start with you, mate. Cam McInnes, who I think a lot of people were eyeing off last week thinking, all right, he's one of the best players in that Cronulla Sharks side. Plenty of games back from injury, might be a starter. Named on the bench, whether this continues come game day this week, uh, I'm not sure, but you, I suppose, I know you're actually going to do a dig into the hooking ranks uh, this week for us with Chris Randall about to peak in cash. Is is it a line through Cam McInnes while he's off the bench? Do we need him starting? Yep, yep. You definitely need him starting. Um, I just don't see any value off the bench. And he's just, he still doesn't look up to peak fitness for mine. Mm. Um, like we haven't seen the McInnes of old where he'd be busting tackles and kind of going for those, yeah, like offloads. You know, he's just cranking out tackles, not running the ball that much. Um, yeah, he's not on my radar at all. It's funny, two seasons ago when he went bonkers for the Dragons, was punching out these huge base stats. Uh, that was sort of prior to this massive influx of higher scoring and high attacking stats, high NRL scoreline. So I do think he probably needs an 80-minute role <clears throat> to be relevant this season. Although, as we said, you know, semi-struggling for a second hooking option to uh, Harry Grant, but we'll get to those later. Clementine, David Fafita, the hype man of last week from all of us at SC Playbook, or most of us anyway, Fortunately, he's back to the second row, thank Christ, Justin Holbrook. Uh, as it stands, the sixth most traded out player this week, that's lunacy, isn't it? Um, I think it's lunacy. Like, everyone knows he's my one true love. How could you get rid of him? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think he got killed a bit by Justin last week. Like, I don't know what he was thinking from him at centre. Like, it was almost like he was like, oh, Talakai went good there on Thursday night, so I'll just give that a go and see what happens. But it was ridiculous. He had his arms up for the ball. No one was passing it to him. It was like they had no plan to have him in centre. So what what's the point of putting him there? Um, but I think, you know, hold him if you can. I don't see why people are trading him out after one bad score when he's just come off two tons. Um, personally, he's probably just going to be in my team forever. I can't imagine ever getting rid of him <laughs> unless he, like, gets in that centre spot, which I think is just crazy. Surely not. Um, but, yeah, named again at second row. Well, named, yeah, on the edge again. So I think definitely just hold him if you can hold him. He'll score a ton this week. You watch. I thought I thought the spy was your one true love, or did I have that the other way around? <laughs> Can't I have many? <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ Brimson, I'm with you as well with Fifi. I don't know why people would be selling him. I understand the need to get in your Clearies and Nikos and all this lot, but just seriously, a week ago he was a must-have. All of a sudden people are selling him. So like, settle down. He was playing centre, for God's sake. AJ Brimson, the fullback, just one to monitor there. Uh, had some really big seasons at fullback in Supercoach. He's dual 5'8 fullback. Um, Penrith this week, so no need to jump on, but he could be like bottom dollar bite from what he can produce if the Titans can turn around a bit of form uh, looking over the next couple of weeks. Josh Curran injured. Uh, it sounds like an extended period out. Desi, I believe you're an owner moving on. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's impossible to know with these injuries. Um, I don't know. The, these Warriors players seem to have a, a fast recovery time. We've seen it with, like, Jazz Tavonga in the past that, I don't know, uh, he might come back in two or three weeks, but I just, I think you have to move him on. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate because he was a good buy number, but there's better, there's some good options to replace him with, so it's not too big of an issue. Desi, the other one that you were looking at last week, I know I, I tinkered with the idea as well, but there was a few issues, was Angus Crichton, who's been named to start again after playing two 80-minute games in a row. Uh, an absolute 
one of the most consistent Supercoach guns of the last four or five years, just not getting the scores. I think even in those 80-minute games, he averaged sort of mid to late 40s. Just not happening for him, is it? No, it's not. And I think it's, yeah, in part to do with the Roosters. They're just not clicking at all. It'll it'll happen eventually. Like, But, yeah, at the moment, Angus, he still looks a bit underdone to me. He, he looks like he's playing injured. Um, so he's only just getting back to that 80-minute role. But I've definitely got my eye on him over the next week or two. I may mm. even bring him in. Yeah, I mean, with I'm a bit with you. He just looks a bit less mobile than than he has been in the past. Whether that's because of injury or whatever, I'm not sure. But yeah, anyway, uh, one to monitor. Origin looming is an issue as well because even though he hasn't been in the best of form, uh, he's a bit of a favourite in the Blues squad. So dare say he'll be there again. Clementine, Dylan Brown, named at centre again with Jacob Arthur in the halves at the Eels. Pulled out 77 last week. 77 break even. He's about 680-odd K. Uh, I'm an owner. I'm not sure if you are, but I mean, the centre thing you would hope is very temporary. Um, regardless, let's say he does get moved back to the halves this week. Do you think time's up for Dylan Brown and you move him on to your Cody Walker or your Cameron Munsters, or, or do you think there's more, we can get more out of Dylan Brown? Um, personally, I'm not an owner, um, and so I'm like real stoked that I didn't have to go through that stress when he was known at um, centre um, and again this week. So, I mean, personally, I'd probably move him on. I think you probably got him as part of a plan, like either to upgrade or maybe you could even downgrade him to Cody Walker. I mean, Cody Walker, surely he's kind of almost bottomed out now. <laughs> like, he's so cheap. Um, and maybe bank that cash. Or if you've got the money, you could upgrade to Munster. I don't know. Like, if, if I was an owner, I would probably look at moving him on this week. Yeah, you've been in my head because I am a Brown owner and the plan has been to get rid of him this week. Uh, he's done a, a wonderful job, even 77 at centre last week. Uh, geez, he looked good. And I'm just excited for the rest of the year from him and Mitchie Moses, who I moved on last week for Cleary. Uh, so thank you to those Eels boys. Desi, Halem Lukey at the Cowboys, he's been a bit problematic because I know a lot of people were looking to get him in last week. There was the last-minute change to the bench. Uh, ended up playing just 51 minutes, which isn't horrible, but isn't enough. He's a bit over 400k this week, named to start, but, I mean, hard to trust Todd Payton's rotations. He scored, I can't remember, 70-odd uh, battles with a, a good try and line break. Negative 27 break even. Does he interest you or, or is it, what do you think? Yeah, uh, well, he was he was named to start last week, I believe, as well, but got moved back to the bench, so that might happen again. So it's just one of those ones you have to wait and see. But I do like him. Obviously, he's going to make a fair bit of cash. He's a really strong ball runner close to the line, so he should score tries. Um, but, yeah, just wait and see if he starts and then move on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a watch. I, I just, I'm just concerned about his minutes, but, boy, he looks good. Uh, Simi Sasagi starting at centre for the Knights with Dane Gagai out for approximately a month. Then there's the origin period and a few other things. So one to monitor. Josh Maguire starting in the back row for the Dragons. I know that Walsh had his eye on him during the game. They played 80 minutes, had something like eight tackle bars, a pretty big workload. I mean, I can't go near him, but, I mean, you know, maybe some interest there elsewhere. Uh Clementine, more money to be made in Josh King, or is it time to move on? Name to start again. He's locked in big minutes there, uh, break-even of 65. Don't know why this is in team news. This should be in hot topics, but we've come this far, so give us your thoughts. Okay, so my thoughts are I'm actually moving him on this week 
So I know he's getting the big minutes and he's getting that start and he, um, like, he can obviously score some points. Like, it's not like he can't score some points. But I feel like I got him for a reason and I felt like I got him to upgrade. So I'm moving him on this week. Um, I just think there's some good options there and he's a good one to move on for me. Like, I, I need to get in Talakai. Come on. Like, I, I can't <laughs> be thing. Um, But, I mean, I, I can see why people might keep him for another week. Like, but what happens if he pulls out, like, a lower score or something like that and then you start mm. losing cash on him? That's my worry. Like, then you've got a cheapie that you got him for a reason that's now losing cash. So it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. With a break even of 66, not an urgent sell, but – as you said, I, I think he's done his job for us and one of the, the better cash cows we've had in the last few years in terms of also producing some pretty solid scores and uh, some attacking stats there as well. How good. Guys, the SC Playbook podcast is brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the lowest rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521 1611 today. And mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. Absolute legends, those fellas. So if you're in that position, do not hesitate to give them a buzz and they'll help you out uh, with a free session. Guys, topic for this week. I mentioned earlier, but leading into round nine, we have Kula, Suali, Vaeli, Tass, and Sasagi, who all look like they're going to be pretty terrific buyers. Suali is more of a buy for this week. You could arguably go early on any of those guys this week. Um, I want to know about about your strategy over the next two weeks because I think it's important to put in a plan and say, all right, who of these guys do I want? More importantly, who do I need? Because as mentioned earlier, we, I know I'm personally getting to the point where I'm going, I'm going to give up a few center wing cheapies or cheapies anywhere and just target these fallen guns, aka maybe like a Cody Walker this week. Desi, what's your plan over the next few weeks? And and of these cheapies, you might own a few already. Uh, what are you looking at? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you there. But I also think if your team value is over maybe like 12.5 million, then you probably only need to bring in one or two more money-making cheapies before round 13. Um, but if your team value is probably less than 12.5, 12 mil, then I would bring in three or four cheapies over the next few weeks mm. just to get some cash generation going, um, looking towards buying those premium round 13 buy players um, without having to trade out any of your origin guns. So Cooler, obviously really good buy. Um, if he can lock down that center spot, um, can defend. And with Turbo due back soon, should start to see some attacking stats fall his way. Um, Joseph Suwali, a guy I actually owned from round one, um, and I was hoping he'd come back around this time and save me the trade of having to bring him in. Um, so that shows you how much I rate him for his price tag. Um, Great he's, got, he's, he's got more NRL experience than the other cheapies going around at the moment. And if the roosters click, you'll see him probably rise up to over 500k in no time. Um, Valia, I'm not as keen on just due to the fact the Warriors don't look spectacular so far this season. And losing Curran is going to make things even harder for them to take the season for around. over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's I've t- kind of narrowed it down to Isaiah Tass and Sasangi. And they're just, yeah, it's on the one hand, you've got Tass playing in a Bunnies team that's gaining momentum. And as we said, Cody Walker probably bottoming out. Um, 
And then you've got Sasagi and a struggling night side. Mm. You've got the 5'8 center wing Jewel, which is a godsend. Um, and he should have the spot for a while with Gagai out, but they've got Melbourne this week, so that's a little off-putting. So I think Isaiah Tass is the one that I've got my eye on. Yeah, great point on all of them, mate. And there's so many – there's uncertainty over all of them. Um, Clementine, so we've got Cooler, who – Look, job security is okay because Tommy Turbo is due back soon, which could push him out. Joseph Suwali, uh, that more awkward price, I think he's 259k um, in one of the better sides who aren't performing. There's somewhere in the abyss is Billy Smith doing something, God knows. Um, Vaeli, they extended Vaeli's contract last week, which is a big show of faith in him at the club. So... You know, job security, I don't mind it. And they picked him in round one for a reason and then he's been injured and came back in obviously this week. But in that Warriors side who are battling, Isaiah Tass is the absolute bottom dollar one at 175K in a gun bunny side. He's the one where, well, I mean, we've got Tane Milne due back next week. So I think Tass, on what little I've seen of him and I've seen a lot of Milne, I think Tass could definitely be the better player and hold the spot. But that's a big thing to go early on. And Sasagi, as Desi mentioned, a tough run for the Knights. Again, a bit of an awkward price. His break even is about 26 or 7 from memory. Don't have it in front of me. So where do you sit on it all? Are you looking to target any of these guys? How many? Zero, none, one, two. Where are we at? Okay, so I actually already own Kola and um, Bileas. So I already have both of those. Um, so, I mean, if I was going to go one now, I might go Swali. I think that he might keep that spot um, and make a bit of cash. And I'd probably I'd probably play him this weekend as well. Um, so for me, I mean, Tass, yes, he's in for the week, but you've also got another week to look at him before his price rises. So depending on what other trades and things you have to make. But I think like, um, you know, Cooler, like Valia, um, and also Suwali, they're all going to play that round 13 by. So that's another reason why I'd get Suwali as well. Um, Tass, though, you're right, he'll probably, he could lock down a um, start and then, you know, you'd want to have him. He's so cheap. So I think it just depends on your team and who you need. Like, I don't think bring in like hundreds of cheapies if you don't need to, like maybe um, try and target some of those players who are getting those biggest scores rather than, you know, if you don't need to make a lot of cash right now, like maybe try and target that. So maybe choose like one or two that suit your team and what you need. Yep, like it. Uh, with my current side, I already own Cooler and I held Valia, thankfully. Um, and then the rest of my center wings, I've got, <clears throat> so I've got Targo and, Ta- obviously Targo's not dual yet. I've got Targo up in the back row. So the rest of my center wings are... <clears throat> Staggs, Campbell Graham, Talion May, Xavier Coates, and Will Penasini. So I'm sort of going, I don't really want to move any of them on. I'm I'm going to hold off on Penasini trading this week, although you can go early. Uh, Cowboys have the second best defense in the league, but I still don't hate the matchup. Break even of eight. So I'm thinking he peaks next week. So Penasini down to hopefully Tass next week, but one of them. Um, but other than that, I don't really want to trade any of my center wings. So I'm happy with my team, financially speaking. Uh, and I'm also looking at, which we'll get to later on in the trades, but you have Lachlan Ilias uh, and Blake Taft there as well, who will need upgrading in coming weeks. So uh, so many options, but 
the way my team's situated, I am leaning towards chasing the points. Uh, guys like Cody Walker, I've got a few week plan for Nico Hines to finally come into my team, which still won't be this week, unfortunately, at this stage. Um, anyway, everyone's team will be set up differently, but hopefully we've gone through a few of the issues around those players, their job security and help out a little bit. Uh, and just on buy planning, I said we're going to talk about it this week because of the Monday footy, uh, other podcast, a few other things going on. Didn't get time to sort of do the d- deep dive into the origin <clears throat> planning just yet. We'll push out that one to ne- that back to next week. But of those players we mentioned just for to keep an eye on, uh, Clementine mentioned it, but Suwali and the Roosters do play round 13. So the teams that play round 13 are Titans, Cowboys, Panthers, Bulldogs, Seagulls, Warriors, Raiders, and Roosters. So Cool is obviously one in there, particularly with Tommy Turbo on Origin. He should be playing. Suwali will be playing there. Um, other guys, just to keep a bit of an... Oh, Vaelia as well, round 13. Uh, the couple of players off the top of my head that, that came to mind when you're considering your trades... Lolo, Lukey, Targo, TPJ, Kula, AFB, Aitken, Valia, Schneider, Starling, Suali, and Sammy Walker are ones who, who you you know maybe we look to hold on until round thirteen. But there's an argument for every single one of those guys. The other one to look at with buy planning is the game immediately after Origin on the Wednesday. On the, I believe it's the Friday, it's the Cowboys and the Dragons where there's not a lot of relevant origin players who would need to back up and be worried about resting. So we'll dig more into that next week, uh, but that's hopefully that's a bit of a starting point for you to start looking into the origin by planning period. Hot topics, crew. CSC for Talakai is the hottest of hot topics at 700k. Um, Clem is looking... Un, uh, <laughs> look, uncertain of herself over there. I know what she's thinking. I know what she's planning, but she's worried. 700K, neg 51 break even. Clem, you're not an owner, but he's coming into your team this week. Oh, my God. I'm so sad. Why am I not an owner? I can't believe it. <laughs> but, but yeah, so he's definitely coming into my team this week. So um, uh, I just think, look, he's just looking so good. Like, you just, if you don't get him, <laughs> Then just get him in. Like otherwise, you're just gonna feel sick every single week. How many plays? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, he might not get you know those one fifties. I mean, and he did have a quiet second half. Like, so we have to remember that too. That was like the best second half of my whole life. Um, <laughs> yeah. After the I, work, first half of your whole life. That's right. I just think, um, yeah, just he's got. A, what's his break even? It's like minus something, isn't it? Meg fifty one. I mean, come on, he's going to make yeah. a whole heap of cash. Like, you know, you have to bring him in. So um, I'm going to have to have a good solid look at my team and see who I can sacrifice for him. But, yeah, I'll be bringing him in. There's a, few, there's a few factors as well because they have Brisbane, the Warriors, Raiders and Titans the next four weeks. On top of that, Desi, Penrith play, I believe, game two this week. So VC options are pretty limited. So Talakai is the obvious one there. Uh, mate, I do believe you brought him in last week as well. I hope you did. Um, but I suppose for people sitting there going, oh, do we have to do a 700K is a lot of money? Like, could you make an argument for – well, you can make an argument for most things, mate, so I'm sure you can. But to, to, to not get him in or is he just a must-have? Yeah, anyone who can score 150 super coach points in one half of footy, you just have to have – uh, mm. I got him in two weeks ago, actually, so oh. I'm pretty stoked with that. I, I thought he was a bit expensive at 600k, but I think we'll <laughs> see Talakai become a million dollar man over the next month. Dear I reckon Lord. he'll crack the crack the big seven figures. 
Well, I mean, as I said, with that break even, um, he could easily be 800k next week, in which case, you know, I don't want to go ahead and say it'll be too far gone, but far out. paying 700k is a lot for him. Paying out 100k for him is a hell of a lot for him. So I had a bit of a think about it, and I'm with you as well. Like, the form he's in, the form the Sharks are in, with how good he's looking, there's nothing to say he can't average 70 or 80 for the season. He's about to get dual centre wing positioning with his back row come round 12 when they update those. Uh, the fact that Isaac Tago is also dual centre wing, second row, that is just going to come in so handy down the track. Um, so like I said, I'm with you, you two there. I just think you've got to get him in if you don't own him. Um, I don't think we need to talk about the next bloke too much. Desi, actually, no, we'll go to Clementine because while it may have been an obvious one, you still nailed him in your captain's column. Nathan Cleary, there's just no well where you, you can't get him in. And that's probably the only excuse to not get Talakai in is if it means you don't get Nathan Cleary this week, hey? Yeah, 100%. Like, you have to have Cleary. I think he's going to be the most must-have player of the whole season. Like, what, he's knocked out two massive scores two weeks in a row. Um, he's, like, a captaincy choice every single week. And, yes, thank you. I did get him right. <laughs> Genius. Amazing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, like, it depends. Like, you, you have to get him in. Surely there is a way you can get him into your team. Um, the one that I didn't like people doing was um, Pappenhausen. But, Clary, I think there's probably a better way to get him in the team because I think Pappenhausen is your other must-have player for the whole season. So um, just have a look at your team and just work out a way to get him in and just get him in. He's making cash now. So he made 50K, and so he's made five, mm. I think it was 5K or something the whole time. Um in the last few rounds. And so, yeah, you have to, you just have to get him in. Just do it. Yeah. Just make it happen for God's sake. Desi, and, and, and look, for any poor soul out there who doesn't own Talakai and Cleary this week, you know, just find your next highest price player and just nuff them out or something just to get them both in because it has to happen. Desi, Brad Schneider has done a terrific job for us uh, as a cheapie at the Raiders. Earned us a stack of cash. Break even now, 45 Good matchup with the Warriors this week, although I like the Warriors have to bounce back this week. They have to be up for this game, uh, which I think they will be after what happened against Melbourne on Anzac Day. Uh, is it time to go for Schneider? I mean, he's the logical one to go to Cleary, but if you've already got Cleary and you've got Schneider there, any well where you can hold him for a... I mean, I suppose the big one is he does cover round 13, so that'd be the only argument to hold. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm. I'm saying if you have, um, if you don't have Cleary and Hines in halfback, then you can hold Schneider. But I think personally, for me, I really like him. But I think I have to move him to Hines this week um, with Hines matchup against the Broncos. The antipod's gone long enough, <laughs> um, so you're going to beat me out by a week on that one, Timmy. Um, but yeah, I, I just think Schneider. He'll, he'll keep like chugging along, getting fifties and sixties in the buy round. It'll be a nice, a nice number. But, yeah, I think Heinz is the priority. Um, but if you've got Heinz at fullback and Cleary and then Schneider at halfback, um, you might be able to get away with holding him. That's it. Like, as it stands, you just – your halves have to be basically Nathan Cleary and Nico Heinz and then at fullback, Pappenhausen. And, you know, there's a few good fullback options around. I've got Teddy at the moment. There's a few other options as well, particularly with cheapies like Taft. But uh, that's got to be the aim as soon as you can at the moment. DCE might come into the mix when Tommy Turbo gets back, but as it stands, that's how we're looking. Unfortunately, we've lost Clem to the uh, dreaded technological woes that is Wi-Fi. A bit of a bugger, but we got 28 minutes with uh, a few good insights there. 
did just ask her the following question, and she was an adamant yes to keeping Isaac Tago. Uh, Desi, what's your take, mate? Because Tago, a lot of people are selling him this week, and uh, seems a funny one because more than anything, he he plays round 13. Looks like great buy coverage. He may have peaked. He's got a high break even. Um, but with that dual positioning, uh, where do you sit on him? Yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer in holding Tago. I mean, um, as Clem said, she, he's uh, he's playing in the best uh, the best attacking left edge in the entire comp. Um, so he's he scored five tries so far. It's quite a lot in seven games, averaging sixty. Um, when you compare it to someone like Zach Lomax, he's averaging slightly less than Lomax, and Lomax hasn't even really scored a try yet. So. It is an interesting one. I can see why people would move him on, but the buy coverage is there. Sure, he's peaked in price, but I still think uh, with the buy coverage in that Penrith team, um, he's he's just a hold because he could go bonkers um, at any time. Mm, yeah, big time, mate. I'm with you. Just like get through to round 13. There'll be another sample, not sample size, I should say, but uh, we can work out whether he's a keeper or not. Uh, and regardless, he'll be a vital number in that round in one of the best teams in the competition. Hold on to him. You know, you can play him on matchup if you want, but I think he's probably a, a play most weeks anyway. Uh, Desi, you're going to take a deep dive, as I, mentioned, as I mentioned before, into the hookers this season. Um, on the current climate of hookers, I should say, because... Harry Grant's obviously the standout at the moment. Uh, you don't have him in the must-have category, which you'll explain very shortly. Um, the issue arises because Chris Randall has about peaked. He's probably got another price rise left in him, maybe two, unless he can uh, pump out a 70 or 80 and initiate another round of price rises. If I suppose, what are your plans with Randall, for starters? And secondly, who would you be moving to if you wanted to go this week? Um, I think you would probably have to go for either one of Tom Starling, uh, Brandon Smith, or um, Jazz Tavanga. Yeah, I, I really, I really like Jazz Tavanga, um, because he's just going to get the minutes. You know, he will. With Curran gone, he's going to have to make all the tackles in the middle. Um, he's a really sturdy player. Um, he, he tackle bars, he offloads. He's he's really consistent 60 points for you and he's he's quite cheap at the moment in the 400k so i think he's really underpriced mm. same goes for brandon smith um obviously he came on due to an injury last week and played out the rest of the match so his minutes were increased so you have to yeah you've got to be on minute watch with the cheese but he's eventually going to start scoring tries he was so damn close ruined my multi actually in that game I had everyone else <laughs> um <laughs> yeah 70 points and cheese didn't score couldn't believe it um, but yeah, you were saying with Harry Grant, he's 700k. Um, so he he is a keeper, but I think that's different to a must-have. I think, yeah, it's he's scoring probably 10 points more than anyone else in that position. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's like an absolute must-have. Um, you can get away with not having him. Like, I'm proof in the pudding, you know. I, I don't have him, and I'm ranked above most of the other people at SC Playbook with him. So. It all depends oh, on the, the rest. Flex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it depends on the rest of your team structure. But yeah, I'll, mm. I'll take a deep dive into hooker and uh, have a look at all the options this week. It was interesting because we were talking off air and, and I sort of laughed and said, he's absolutely a must-have. But I mean, when you break it down, a must-have is basically a player who can get these big tons, which Harry Grant 
is capable of, and he will in, from time to time, but he doesn't have a history of big tons that will hurt you if you don't own. Alternatively, it's you know a cheapie who you know is going to make 200K uh, and you just have to get him in sort of thing. That's your must-have. Uh, sorry, yeah, as opposed to a keeper. He's definitely a keeper. I, I mean... Uh, Based on that, I'm not saying he's a must-have as such. As I said, there's proof in the pudding, in your words, but I just think you've got to get Harry Grant in. And if you don't own him, particularly if you've got Randall there with a, a Marnie or a Cook or someone, it just seems a no-brainer to me. I just have issues with all those other players. Brandon Smith, uh, very cheap at the moment, 443K. Just minutes are an issue. He sort of... He, Played 70 on the weekend, but prior to that, 50 minutes, 35 minutes, 50 minutes. In those weeks, he went 33, 21, 30. So uh, minutes are a concern. He won't play round 13, that first buy. So obviously round 17 buy, he'll cover for Harry Grant and probably play 80 at hooker. But you've got that. You've got Tommy Starling, who was about 65 minutes on the weekend. He's getting towards his peak in price, but Grant to put on a good score on Penrith. Tavanga, just every single year. Injuries, mate, suspensions. You know, not expensive, but not cheap at 450k. Um, I with Randall with his break even, I think he's mid twenties. I'm just happy to sit back for one or two more weeks, hope that a hooking option opens up elsewhere, or maybe a cook drops or something. Break even of 32, uh, and just wait on him. And the other one, Desi, is Corey Parks, who who's one of the more traded in players this week. But I believe he's been named on the bench. Negative 19 break even. Uh, what do you reckon? No, nah, I wouldn't touch Corey Bakes. Not a chance. Um, just back to Starling. You, you said he got sixty-five last week. I think it's because he got HIA actually. Okay. So he, I think he will remain on eighty. He he just copped a head knock, which is yeah unfortunate for me because I owned him. But I'll still take the seventy-two with one try assist. See that that's the difference between like Starling and Grant. Grant's in that Melbourne team. He's they're just always going to be on the attack. So like he has to score a try to score eighty points because the base stats aren't there. Because they, they really don't have to do that much tackling, Melbourne. So but, he's not he's not going to get the 40, 50 tackles that Starling's going to get. But, like, Harry Grant, we've got three years of examples now of Harry Grant every single game getting attacking stats. He, I think he, he's scored a few tries this season, a stack of assists. Last season in 59 minutes, he averaged 74. The year before, he averaged 74 minutes for 71. This year, he's 84 in uh, 77 minutes. So... It's not like it's oh he's on a a form a red hot form patch where he's scoring and assisting. He's that good in that good a team. He's absolutely going to keep getting these attacking stats. Anyway, mate, looking forward to the hooking article on that one uh, because there's a lot of different ways to approach it, and it could have a big factor on the overall rankings in weeks and months to come. Guys, if you do like a punt, go to topsport.com.au and use the code SCPLAYBOOK if you're linking up. They're offering player performance markets based on fantasy sports scoring. Uh, Can't tell you how excited we are about this and having a crack at it in our punting plays each week. If you do like fantasy sport, which of course you do because you're listening to a fantasy sport podcast, uh, they're for you. Uh, They're a bit of fun to have a crack at. Of course, 18 plus only and gamble responsibly. Uh, Our Friday punting previews that come out are striking at around 200% return on investment for the season. Uh, So on fire there. We're also getting exclusive markets back for SC Playbook via Top Sport coming again this week. So jump onto them if you're keen and want to have a look at it. Desi, on to our round seven trade and skipper plans. What have you got for us, mate? Um, I'm thinking of using a trade boost, actually. So um, trades without the boost are probably just current to TAS. I'll probably go early on TAS via Jules. 
and then Schneider to Heinz because I just I just don't want to not own Heinz any longer, yeah. especially against Broncos. So, um, but yeah, I'm considering the trade boost and throwing in Ilias to Cody Walker as well. Um, Love that. I just think yeah, I think Cody's about to hit his straps, and I want to get him early. Um, I want to get on those bunnies players early as they hit some momentum. Um, and I'll throw the VC on Talakai again because why yeah. not? And yeah, let's just hope he doesn't score 150 again and make me have to make a decision on looping. But yeah, Captain <laughs> Cleary, all aboard. Yeah, even if Cody like doesn't go nuts, he's dropped 270k this season. He's 460k. Like it's not like we're paying 600 grand for him or 700 grand for him. It's like. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to do that much. A nice draw coming up. Manly, Broncos, Warriors, Raiders, Tigers by Titans, Dragons. Like, their draw's ridiculous. Um, I think it could be Cody time as well. Got that low break in of 31, so he's about to start hopefully going up in price. Um, uh, I don't love the the Isaac Tago oh, – sorry, Isaac Tago. Isaiah Tass move going early. Is that the only way you can go Schneider to, to Nico or, or is there any of those other cheapies you can target that are a bit more secure? Um, yeah, I, I could go someone else. I just I really like Tuss just mm. based on the eye test. You know, I think that try he scored when he only played 15, 20 odd minutes um, the other week was really strong. Like he looks like he can move fast and tackle bust. Um, so I think he'll fit in well there. It's just depending on whether he plays left or right. And they're playing against Manly this week as well. Manly can leak points quickly, mm-hmm. as we saw last week. And if he's on that left edge, you never know. He, he might go over for a double. That's my, my pick this week. Yeah. Well, praying Campbell Graham ends up on the left with Tass on the right. Tass played his juniors, or his lower grades, I should say, on the right. So I'm hoping Campbell Graham, who's very flexible on what edge he plays, played edge instead of uh, Gagai on the left for a while there last year before they switched around again. As a Graham owner, I would love to see that. My trades this week, uh, I'm thinking Dylan Brown to Cody Walker, banking 250K, you beauty. I haven't locked in my exact second one just yet, but I can tell you my two-week trade plan, and that is Penasini next week to Isaiah Tass, provided obviously he gets that starting spot again next week, which will allow me to go Taff up to Nico Hines, uh, which will just be an absolute weight off my shoulders every single night once he comes in. Uh, second trade this week, I don't really know. Um, I'll drop that in the subscriber WhatsApp group uh, Thursday afternoon as I do once I make up my mind. Uh, but do have a few little options there. Um, and, yeah, I, I love Desi, that Ilias to Cody Walker trade. Vice captain's got to be Talakai, Cleary captain. That'll be pretty straightforward for most of us, I'd say. Mate, let's jump into a few questions before we wrap things up this week. Uh, <laughs> Matt O'Sullivan, even though Talakai has, is priced at overs now, I can't watch from the sidelines anymore. Join the crew, mate. There's a few with you. Who makes way, Desi, out of AFB, Furmore, and Arrow? Uh, I think you've got to hold AFB for the buy round. Yeah. Um, Furmore, he's looking solid. I, I see no problems with holding Furmore um, in the center wing, especially. Um Jai Arrow has to make way for mine. I, I just don't think he's got the ceiling above 50, 60 points. He's solid. He's definitely solid. Um, mm. But, yeah, Talakai is obviously just way more dangerous. And I don't think he's priced it over at 700K, Talakai. I don't mm. think his price, if he maintains that spot at center, I don't think his price is going to drop under like 600, 700K for the rest of the season. Yeah. I would trade Furmore, uh, and that's based on... 
simply that the back row is stacked and the center wing is pretty stacked as well. On top of that, center wing cheapies are emerging and there's not a lot of options to go down to these cheapies. So, I mean, points-wise, there's an argument to say that Furmore may outscore and he definitely has a better ceiling than Arrow. I just like that you can plug Arrow at front row forward and his dual front row second row. But um, either or there and uh, interesting to see which way you go on that one. Question from Talia or Talia, not sure which one. To get Cleary and Talakai, is D for feeder and okay sell to get there? That's an interesting question because there'd be a lot of people in that boat, Desi. Yeah, how about you answer that one, Timmy? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I don't think so. I, I, no, I wouldn't be doing it, to be honest, because I just I said, just lock for feeder in as a season-long keeper. You want him back anyway, uh, and there's that's two trades. Provided you can hold for feeder and still get Cleary, um, as much as it pains me to say it, I would be foregoing Talakai for a week, cop the 100K, 50 to 100K, whatever he makes this week, and just make a plan to get him in next week. It hurts, but um, I think I'd be holding for feeder. If there's any way you can trade boost and get them both, uh, I'd be using a trade boost because this is one of them weeks where, you know, in your situation and other situations, it's, it's a good time to use it. Interesting one here, Desi, multiple scoregasms. I might take this one as well, but he says his deal bag's a definite hold right now. He could get dual status and could be handy to flip into centre. Like, it's it's a it's a fair question, um, but having spoken to Tommy Sangster and the team over there at Supercoach headquarters, they don't deem a player moving to another position due to injuries and, and, and injury crisis and that sort, which Parramatta are having in their back line at the moment as being like a dual position type thing. They want to see Talakai go there um, to centre and then have Connor Tracy come back, Ikevalu come back and then keep their position. So they've become a centre rather than being there out of necessity and, and lack of other options. So uh, look, I could be wrong, but from what I've been told, I don't think he'll get dual status. And it is a great question because if he were to get dual centre wing, oh, having him at centre wing, how good would that be? Uh, anyway, Desi, here's a good one. Question from Mark K. Would you go Alex Johnston or Campbell Graham? Oof, that is a good question, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you think Campbell Graham because you got him. Yeah. Um, had Spike brought in Alex Johnston and then sold him straight away. Yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's the playbook uh, Brains Trust thinking on it. But <laughs> I, think, I think Campbell Graham is better. I think he's got much more solid base stats um, and he can score tries but AJ's obviously probably got a, a bit more of a ceiling we've seen him score 150 in the past so if Cody Walker starts clicking which by the sounds of it me and you are both banking on it yeah um, AJ is also going to score tries so it's it's very 50 50 but I think Campbell Graham has got the slight edge just due to the, um, yeah. the scoring floor that he has yeah, no, very similar thoughts, mate. Graham's just so rock solid. If Graham does go to that left edge, I think you'll see his ceiling increase as well quite dramatically. Uh, if he does play left edge, I think Campbell Graham's your man. As you said, it could really go either way. Uh, on the spy, Tanasi Gakanakis. Can Spy continue to provide <laughs> – how good is that name? Can Spy continue to provide our office with quality banter? Our office plays the podcast over the speaker. Uh, that is a massive wrap for the podcast and absolutely love that we're blaring over the speakers midday for you lot. So hopefully enjoying that one. Uh, as for the Spies quality banter, question marks there. In my book, Spies a sell, but uh, the other people at SC Playbook reckon he's a hold from now, so we'll see how we go. Desi, Stephen Defries, who would you prioritise out of Hines, Munster and Papali'i? Oh, Jesus. 
these, <laughs> these questions are getting tougher and tougher. Uh, these are these are good ones this week. Um, I got in Monster first, so I I don't have Papali'i. Um, but yeah, he's obviously just an absolute monster. Um, and it, he could just score a double every game. He's that sort of player. So, um, but yeah, there's there's other good options up in front row like um, TPJ and Haas, um, those sort of guys. So, not an absolute must have just yet, but definitely a keeper. Um, and Hines, just he's he's owned by so many people, and he's so dangerous. I think it has to be Hines. Mm. I'm with you, mate. Um, Papali'i, love him, obviously, but. You tend, he does have a ceiling on him, a decent size one, but it's nothing near the Hines and Munsters who can go 190, 200 on their day. Uh, I'd go Hines narrowly over Munster in that one. Question from – I was going to send this one at Clementine, but the question from T. Sly, she would have had a rip and answer this. Any good self-help books for waiting one more week on Cleary? Um, there'd be something out there for you, but unfortunately I can't help with that too much. Uh, and Desi, last one here. Snakes to Graham. Hi, mate. Is De- is Desi Brown? Is Dylan Brown to Munster worth the trade? Also thinking of Josh King to Noffa via Jules, who's uh, come back to a bit of relevance in recent weeks of the old Noffa. Yeah, he has, hasn't he? Um, yeah, I think that's a perfectly fine trade. Um, D Brown, I, I was actually selling him before I even knew he was moving to centre last week. I'd already locked yeah. in the trade before he moved to centre. Me too, um, mate. So, um, yeah, I've I sold him to Cleary. Um, so I think D Brown to Monster is also a very good trade. It's an mm. upgrade. And yeah, J King to Noffo, you're trading in probably 40, 40 floor for a much higher ceiling on Noffo because he can ton up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't go Noffa. I just. It's a bit harsh, but I still don't trust the Tigers. I know they've been so good the last two weeks, and I, I was so happy to see it for those the poor old Tigers fans who have had a tough run of it. But four tries in the last two weeks, 89 and 102. Prior to that, scores of 26, 50, 37, 24, 65. Negative 30 break even. So, look, he's going to make good coin. A good matchup against the Dragons this week. Then Manly, Cowboys, Dogs, Bunnies. Decent enough run. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I think there's better, but at the end of the day, if the Tigers continue to click, we know what Noff can do. He's been a keeper for many years, so um, yeah, good luck to you. Massive pod there. Desi, we'll wrap that one up for round eight. Thank you very much. Cheers, Timmy. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Cheers.